Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Deerwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Hal Burns Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you are into it, we are into it. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive-related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Where it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And I tell you, hey, the whole team is back. Uh, RJ's here. Of course, we've got uh, Dan behind the glass. And RJ, man, I'm jealous. I mean, you got to go to uh, the Steelers' practice and caught up with uh, Zach Gentry. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience, man. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get to go to uh, St. Vincent College where Steelers had their training camp and had a really great time. I got to talk to two Albuquerque, I mean, from Albuquerque players are on Pittsburgh Steelers, Zach Gentry being the tight end, as well as uh, Jordan Bird, who's from Manzano and San Diego State, who's a rookie with them, and just had a great opportunity to go out there. Everyone was super nice. I showed up with my ESPN uh, Albuquerque, and they showed me around, had a great time. I got super cool, you know, some videos, some interviews, and a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I mean, I'm I'm ready to kind of go back, but I had to come <laughs> home. I'm ready, and I'm thankful to be back. Thank you guys for having me. That's fantastic. And, of course, uh, uh, between the lines, uh, the Sunday show that uh, you do with Scott Coletti uh, and Sam Hauser, um, are you going to have some special insights that you can bring into that show? A, a little bit. I, I did, I'm going to do some of the interviews I had and cool. a few little changes that happened. I mean, Steelers are going to be a really exciting team this year, but uh, it's going to be a, just a good process. We're going to do that every Sunday from 9 to 11 here on ESPN Radio, and I'm happy, like I said, it's it's right before the season. I'm ready to get everything rolling there, but a lot of stuff going on all over sports for sure. That's fantastic. All right. And let's get right into it, the Law Tigers event calendar, because uh, we got a lot of cover in today's show. Uh, so let's get started with some car shows, man. Um, and, hey, first I want to give a shout-out to all of the, those that came out last Sunday to the All Clubs Picnic um, uh, presented by the New Mexico Council of Car Clubs. It was really cool to see the cross-section of vehicles at that. Um, thank you all for coming out. But uh, Steve Haydu. It's going to be out uh, uh, spinning some tunes today at the second annual ABQ Ride Car Show and Hiring Fair. Tell us about that, RJ. Yeah, so it's a free event for all ages. There's a dr- free drinks, free entry for the for the vehicle, so you can see a ton of array of a lot of different cars, trucks out there. There's going to be live music from Stevie Cruz or Steve Haydu, cruising <laughs> with the oldies, and then uh, raffle giveaways as well, food trucks. It's going to go on from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., and this is all happening at the Montano Transit Center, which is at 130 Montano Road Northwest. That's fantastic. So, I mean, you could get a job there working on the buses. Heck yeah. No, it's it, it was a big success last year, so they brought it back, and hopefully a lot more to come. Good opportunities to help with the transit and everything going on here in New Mexico. So uh, we were cruising up to Sunday. <laughs> we were cruising up to Santa Fe um, earlier this week and saw two buses who were getting towed up there that looked like they'd caught on fire. And, of course, we were on our way um, up to uh, uh, Hal Burns Truck and Equipment and figured that's where they were going. 
um, to go check that out. So a shout-out to Hal Burns um, and everything they do and their support of the show. Uh, but if you want to cruise up to Shiprock, there's something going on up there. Sure is. It's a cool event that they have going on. It's uh, pretty much it's at the Shiprock Wolverine Garage. Okay. And it's a car show that they have. It is to bring school supplies. So they're asking for backpacks and school supplies. But they're having these. Uh, so food vendors are going to be out there. A lot of amazing cars. Pretty much the top four of every uh, series is going to win. So they have four by fours, trucks, off-road cars, of course. And they're even having a burnout contest. That's Uh-oh. right. Uh, everyone asks for it at a car show. Uh-oh. And it's like, nope, they're actually, that's one of the monikers that they're bringing in. Like, hey, we are going to have one towards the end. So, Wait. hey, if you want to, you know, see some good cars, a lot of good awards, and then kind of burn out at the end to kind of finish strong, Shiprock's a cool place to go. Well, I guess you could stop in Santa Fe along the way and check out another car show. Sure, there's a there's a few options at Santa Fe, but this one is, I mean, a cool one that they have. It's at the uh, the Wicked West Harley Davidson. It's a car, truck, and bike show that they okay. have. It's a show and shine where it's going to be a free family event from noon to four. It's at a forty three sixty Rodeo Road in Santa Fe. A lot of people know where that is. Yep, and. Uh, it seems like it's a great event. A lot of cool old classics are going to be there, presented by some good events and some live music, some cool cars. I mean, if you're in San Ferio, go to it for sure. Okay, so what's this uh, Poor Boy Car Show? So yeah, so this is it's presented by uh yeah the Poor Boy Car Club. It's their twelfth annual classic car okay. show that they have. So what it is, it's going to be at the Chapman Park that they that and it's blocked where it's in the Monta Vista. So okay. it's Monta Vista at Chapman Park. It's a cool event. It's their 12th annual event that's going to go on from 11 to 4. Awards are from 4 to 5. It just seems like a lot of arrays of awesome cars. I mean, if you're in the area, I mean, Chapman Park is, you know, a good time to be. A good large space for a lot of cool cars presented by the Poor Boy Car Club. I just had to give a little shout to that. Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I mean, there's there's some like 70 car clubs in New Mexico. So, I mean, I, I think a car club could be two people. So we've, we've got a lot of them out there. All right, cars and canvases. What's that about? So this is an art event that is going on that just so happened to have some amazing rides as well. Cool. Cars and canvases is actually at the uh, Main Street in Farmington where they're going to have an arts and crafts show. It's car and motorcycle show. They're going to have live music and then street art contests, so pretty much with sidewalk truck. So they're going to have pretty much in front of the cars. I've seen a few pictures they showed where they're in front of the cars trying to almost copy the cars in shock. So it seems like just a cool event, a lot of different people coming together. It's an evening event, guys. This is going to go on from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. So it's Farmington. If you want to make it to be this cool event, it's not that far of a drive to make it to. And all proceeds are benefiting the Tres Rios Habitat for Humanity. So it seems like a good cause all around. So go out and support the cars and canvases. Awesome. And then you got a ninth annual giving back event. Yes. Sure do. Yeah. This is going to be a cool one from 10 to 4. It's ninth annual giving back event where they have free food, great live music, a low rider community, uh, kind of like a competition. They have free haircuts, fate painting, cool. raffle prizes. Just seems like an overall awesome event. And this is going to be at the Mesa Verde Park, which is on Marquette Avenue in Albuquerque, uh, 8098 Marquette to be exact. And just seems like a, you know, giving back to the community, kind of get everything ready for, you know, school starting, fall going around, and just seems a good thing from the New Beginnings Church. Their ninth annual event seems like an awesome time to go. 
That's fantastic. And then if you want to cruise down to Belen, there's something going on as well. Oh, yeah. The Belen show is a fun one that they have. It's uh, Our Lady of Belen. It's a fiesta car and bike show that they have. It's a They have live music. They have live performances. They're going to have trucks, bikes, a lot of different types of awesome vehicles going out there. And uh, I know the Law Tigers are actually going to be part of this as well, where they kind of want to see some really cool uh, sponsored bikes that are out there. So always cool to give them a little shout-out. But, hey, it seems like a great event. Berlin is not that far. And some Mm -hmm. of the cars that are hidden in that little pocket, you're going to see some one-of-a-kind ones out there for sure. Man, truth, truth, RJ, truth. Hey, so tomorrow... Uh, wine and Shine Classic Car Show. Uh, looks like you've got it uh, noon to three with the wines of San Juan. Uh, but another Make-A-Wish show, um, and our buddy Steve, Steve Haydu is going to be out there. So he's doing double duty this weekend. Heck, yeah. No, the Make-A-Wish show is, I mean, of course, an amazing cause for sure. It's going to be kind of like their fifth annual. They've been starting doing this, and it's through the Camaro Club. But it's going to have food, awards, raffles, music. It's going to be at the Target on Paseo del Norte, so 6100 Paseo del Norte and I-25. Pretty much registrations from 8 to 10. The show's from 10 to 2. So it seems like a great uh, great show altogether, but all years makes models. It it's a, really is a good show that they do in that Target parking lot. They're going to fill it up for sure. All right, fantastic. Let's talk about some racing events. Uh, last night, you had the year where it was performance street to strip, getting ready for today's 505 Cash Day uh, featuring NPK stars Jeff Lutz and uh, Jerry Bird. Pre-ticket sales only. Spectator, spectator gates open at 4 p.m. Racing starts at 5. You can still get your tickets to year with performance, but you've got to have tickets before you get there. Uh, racing going on uh, down at Vado Speedway, their weekly series going on. Um, they're going to have 305 wing sprints, uh, B mods, super trucks, uh, INX legends, and their pure stocks. Um, also racing this weekend um, is Sandia Speedway. They're going to be going on this weekend with 305 and 360 wing sprints, um, mini sprints. Alien Speedway Fan Appreciation Night um, is going on uh, featuring the USRA stock cars, hobby stocks, bombers, junior cyclones. Um, and uh, the pits open at 4 o'clock, racing at 7. Uh, Aztec Weekly Racing. Now, I'm kind of curious. They were talking, Aztec was talking about doing some some Friday races, so I'm kind of curious uh, how that went. Uh, but their uh, pits open at 4, racing at 7, um, and they've got the USRA stock cars, uh, B-Mods and Cruisers. And, of course, shout-out to Moriarty MX. you got practice uh, today and race tomorrow. David Fisher Memorial Pro Invite Round 2. Um, of Fast Five, Best of the West. Practice today, 10 to 3. Racing tomorrow uh, starts at 8. Um, and uh, racing to follow. Gates open at 8, racing to follow. So a whole lot more coming up. Uh, and so we want you to stay tuned. We're going to be talking about a very important topic uh, for the rest of today, uh, which is going to be about sportsmanship. Uh, there's been a lot of talk on social media about some things that happened at Sandia Speedway uh, last Saturday night, and we're going to dig into that and get the official report um, of what uh, the sanctions are and what happened at the track. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number five DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team.
Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 101.7, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, joining me this morning is the president of ESPN Radio, Albuquerque 101.7 Team, Joe O'Neill. How are you doing, man? Great. I love listening to you guys. It's great to be on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. What's going on, guys? Well, um, I, I wanted to reach out to you because, of course, uh, ESPN um, stands for Sports Programming Network. A lot of people know it started in 1985, and it's where a lot of us junkies get away from the stress in life and the entertainment of watching sports. Um, but it doesn't mean that things don't come up related to sportsmanship. And that's kind of the topic that we had today. And I couldn't think of a better guy than you because, I mean, you're talking sports 24 hours a day, seven days a week with everybody. Um, some people love the Cowboys. Some people love the Steelers. Um, I always love how you bring in the different cities and foods you've eaten and you connect with people. Uh, it absolutely amazes me. Um, I mean, and you remember all of this stuff. But but you also have the perspective as you grew up as an athlete. I mean, you did some uh, referee. You played you played some D one um, uh, ball. You NAIA ball. Phillips okay. University. Shout out Enid, Oklahoma. Okay, <laughs> David's probably driven through there. Go ahead, David. Yeah. So um, so I, I wanted to get your perspective because sports is about entertainment, but it is also about we learn a lot of life lessons in sports in sportsmanship, and it's interesting to have to listen to some of the. The dialogue around it, specifically in, in racing, uh, there's talk about uh, Rubbin's racing. There's talking about um, if you're not the winner, you, the second place is the first loser. All of this stuff that I think sends the wrong signals to young people. And I think that we need to remember that whatever we're doing, other people are watching. And I, I just wanted to get some perspective from you, um, especially being around high school sports. I mean, this is the high school sports broadcast partner for APS. What are some of your thoughts in regards to sportsmanship? Well, first of all, as it relates to the motorsports community, I think from uh, kind of like outside the, the box that, um, yeah. that that community is, that it's represented themselves very, very, very well over the years. Okay, uh, amazing. It's kind of a throwback group of people. Right. They're very patriotic. Uh, raise a ton of money. You guys went through the calendar, and every single event seemed like it had some sort of yep. uh, non-profit beneficiary. So anyway, you know, so, uh, you know, you, you, you know, th- but, you know, it is 2023 now, and um, you're asking about sportsmanship at a time which is a good time to ask about it because it's literally the start of the fall sports season for uh, high schools in New Mexico. Okay, so, like, coincidentally, the NMAA has put in this uh, bylaw that is called uh, Two Strikes. And there's always been the NMAA compete with class where if an individual uh, was uh, out of hand, let's face it, at any, and this is not just Albuquerque, or Rear, I mean, this is from Hobbs to Farmington. Right. It's like uh, you basically, the compete with 
uh, class would allow them to remove somebody uh, like for a year, right? Mm-hmm. This, this is a, a bigger picture thing and this strikes thing and Oklahoma's doing it and Louisiana's doing it is like if there's an egregious act by uh, a fan base, okay, they are going to get a strike, all right? Uh, and in... If it happens again, then their entire fan base would not be allowed to watch games for the rest of the year. Okay, wow. and th- this w- so now you go hypothetically if you're part of a fan group wa- that likes to go watch their nephew or their cousin or their son or daughter, whatever. Like after your group has a strike on you and somebody is getting a little bit out of hand, you, th- then you're going to get the peer pressure of, hey, we want to be able to watch the rest of these games. So you're not relying on an athletic director. You're not relying on a gym master, say, at a basketball game. So I, I hope I'm answering your question. Yeah. No, this this whole thing about sportsmanship. And then, you know, there's a whole element of social media as right. well that, like, complicates things, whatever. But um what Sally Marcus is saying is she wants uh, the fields and the gyms to be an extension of the classrooms, okay? Right. Uh, so we all think about when we were in the classroom, and maybe everything wasn't perfect, but there was an orderly uh, way of doing things. And, you know, uh, I think actually James Yotas from the Albuquerque Journal, when he wrote this story, uh, I, I didn't catch it at first, but it was like, hey, um, go to these games as if you're going to a, a wedding. Maybe both families don't get along great, meaning most fan bases don't get, but when it's time for the wedding or it's time for the game, you know, you, you act correctly and enjoy it and all those kind of things, and it does trickle down to the other generations, as you mentioned. Yeah, and I, I think that um, you, with your love for the sports, and you've been, you know, of course, very protective of well, you've been around, I mean, Brian Urlacher, perfect example of, of a class guy, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, talk about, um, you know, him playing um, in a in a tough sport um, and being able to separate that when he steps off the field, right? Um, and, and, of course, some of this problem is also um, the fans. I mean, they're called fanatics, right? I mean, they're called fans for a reason. Correct. Um, but when when does it go too far? I mean, you know, you're big big fan from Brooklyn. I mean, you know, I mean, going in the stands yeah. and fights and all kinds of stuff. I mean, wh- wh- where do we as as entertainment um, draw the line to what is respectable behavior? I just think um, it just the more uh, that there's talk about it the more likely there is kind of going to be a reset to some degree. I, right. I just think because that same person that sometimes uh, is a bad apple amongst the fan base, like you talk to them uh, the day before or the Monday after at work, and they're not going to be like, hey, uh, you you should be able to yell at the rest. I mean, there was some some egregious behavior. That's what, like, I just go to the extremes of, of fans uh, following officials to their cars after games, um, you know, entire uh, groups uh, chanting, uh, you know, a cuss word at the other team, you know, whatever. Uh, like, that stuff can't continue, and now that there's rules in place and so on and so forth, um, hopefully people will reset and realize, like, you know, hey, uh, the, the, I don't need to do that, uh, you know, uh, and st- and we were really just setting a bad example. Well, and one of the other reasons why I wanted to have you on is um, I, I've really gotten to know you, working with you over the years and everything. And one of the things that really struck me is um, I don't understand golf. 
Right? Okay. okay. So you know how you probably don't understand motorsports, I don't, right? I don't. Okay. Exactly. I, but, I don't know how to rebuild a carburetor. Okay. Yeah, I'll well, be the first one to admit it. Uh, neither do I. Okay. I, I love I love to drive fast, but a uh, lot of the people that listening right. can do it in their sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. oh abso- absolutely. Um, but my point was, I loved your analogy of golf because you you used the analogy with me that golf was like life, that keeping your own scorecard was an honesty thing for yourself. Was a you know you checking yourself and challenging yourself, and I thought that that was such an inspiration to probably your upbringing things that you learned in sports from coaches, things that you oversaw as a referee. And I'd really love for you to to speak to that about how, because none of us are perfect. I've said some things. I've done some things. I, you know, um, But I always try and be better, and I try and make it right if I did something wrong. I mean, I'd love for you to share well, your I, thoughts you're on going to, the, the whole golf thing is yeah. the, the epitome of that. Not only, of course, the, the keeping your own scores and being honest with your scores, but it's like the, the uh, adage of um, you play it where it lies. Okay. Right. In other words, like you may hit a shot that you think is reasonably okay uh, that trickles off into the rough into somebody's old divot. You know, <laughs> and you kind of get there and you're like, look at that. I, I, I thought I was going to be like, uh, you know, on the, the side of the fairway and, you know, good lie and all that kind of stuff. You just got to, you know, go, go on to the next play is really what right. it comes down to. The golf's the epitome of that. It's, it's harsh. Uh, you, um, there's a, a saying called rub of the green and it's kind of the way golf is sometimes. Aiden, I love hearing this. Aiden Kraft, the star from Cibolo who's now at Oregon and he's going to be a sophomore and he, he's a terrific golfer. He shot, um, 60 on the final round of the state tournament here. Okay. Anyway, he was telling us, Sam and I, during Team Talk, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, that he was playing in for a huge amateur tournament just like three weeks ago up in Seattle, and he's going he's in the final two people, it's match play, they're going hole by hole, and there's a par 3 on, on number 17, he hits it right at the stick, and he like is thinking it's going to like be within, you know, like inside leather is what we say. The next thing he knows, he, he hits a little short, and not only does it go in the bunker, it plugs in the bunker like, oh, yeah. like where he was like, so anyway you just gotta move on and so anyway that's i think the way that i think golf applies to life is the integrity of like um of never touching your ball until it gets to the green when you put a mark on it like not, you know you just play it where it lies uh and so many other lessons and whatever it's it's a good analogy as you mentioned well and i think that that's why we listen to ESPN Radio. I mean, I think that's why we, we enjoy sports, right? It, it, people, human people doing superhuman things, right? Um, I mean, we got, we got Michael Jordan on the wall, you know, right there. Uh, local Jack's entry. I mean, just, just to be in here and to be inspired about what we could do. And these are, these are flawed people, too. These are people that, you know, choose to do better each day. And um, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing your insights. Because uh, I think a lot of times people think, that they they know you on the radio right because you you're on there you know every Monday through Friday four to seven right but to really get to know a person and what makes them tick. 
Because I bet a lot of people listening to the show never heard that story from you. Yeah, it, well, yeah. It, it's you know one after another. Uh, it, it's it's fun to talk sports, as you mentioned. There, there's always some amazing story. Uh, right. I haven't had a chance to well, like high school football games last night. There were some amazing stories going right. on. You know, uh, just the FYI, La Cueva took care of Rio Rancho uh, by about. Uh, three touchdowns. Um, <laughs> El Dorado pulled away from Cibola. And shout out to the Bulldogs of Albuquerque High. They beat the uh, Oregon Mountain comes up here with wow. Coach Tony Sanchez, who coached Bishop Gorman in, in Las Vegas, coached UNLV for a couple of years. Uh, he's the head coach at Oregon Mountain. Well, uh, they came up here, and the Bulldogs were able to beat them last night. So that was a, a good a good first weekend of high school sports, Dave. Awesome. Hey, Joe, thank you for coming in. Uh, as, as we mentioned at the top, we're going to keep talking about sportsmanship, and we're actually going to – um, get the official reports for what happened last Saturday night at Sandia Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Boogity, boogity, boogity. This is Darrell Walsh, a three-time NASCAR champion. And you're listening to David Quote on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And uh, as as promised, we're actually going to uh, talk about the incident at Sandia Speedway uh, that happened last Saturday. And I'd, I'd like to first start off by saying um, I, I am not without flaws myself. I have um, been involved in contact with other cars. I have, um, you know, also been spun out and all kinds of other stuff. So. I'm not here to pass any judgment or, or anything like that, but I do want to set the record straight. Um, if you want to see the facts for yourself, you can go to FYE TV, um, and you can, you know, month subscription, you could, you know, for 15 bucks, you could download the race, you could watch it for yourself, you could judge for yourself. Um, I would suggest going ahead and getting a subscription and you could watch all the races. Um, and then you get to check it out. Um, last Saturday night, uh, was a fantastic, um, race and an event with the Truman West Memorial for the Kids Night. Now let me let me set the stage here. So uh, Truman West has been putting um, a lot of rookies in cars and getting them into the sport and teaching a lot of young people uh, about the importance of racing and the family atmosphere and everything that can be done um, to celebrate the event at halftime at intermission. I guess you would say because it's not halfway through um, in racing, but um, all the cars from all the divisions got on the front straight. Um, fans were able to come down, interact with the drivers. Um, the kids were able to sit in the cars, take pictures, have candy, everything. Um, and that went really well and was extremely well received. And thank you for everybody that was involved in that with Sky and David Tanner, uh, the Hamlins, uh, Sydney, Angie, uh, uh, Casey, um, and of course all the drivers that participated in that. So that was a positive and I want to make the point that it was all done for the kids, and the kids were there, and these are potential future fans and um, future spectators for the sport. Uh, there was an incident um, on 
the track and more importantly off of the track um, after the race uh, in which there was an assault on Charlie Hill um, from Ryan Stelzik. Now, you can make as many excuses as you want as to why it got to that point or who did what, but there's still laws in this country um, about assaulting somebody, um, and I think that that should be addressed. So let's go. Actually, I've got audio from David Tanner, who is the general manager at Sandia Speedway, and this is their ruling on the incident. What, what is the um, the penalty, and do you have any information on the DQ? Are you recording this? Yeah. The ruling was Spencer Hill and Caleb Stelzik were each fined and suspended from competition at Sandia for a year, a year from the date of the incident. Caleb, because... You know, when he started, this. and uh, Spencer, because of his driving, was the biggest part. Where, where I actually looked at the tape from the race. So, uh-huh. so where, what specifically on the aggressive driving? So the only thing that I personally saw was under caution when Travis Oldfield was stalled on the front straightaway. Uh, you, uh, Caleb and Spencer went by, and Caleb ran Spencer up the track in turn one, and then threw a right rear at him. Okay. Under, under caution. That's all I saw, but I don't know if there's more out there. Okay. So is that um, is that what Spencer's getting a DQ for or, or getting a suspension for? Is somebody else running him up the track? Spencer ran Caleb up the track. Oh, okay. You, you said it opposite. So, okay. Sorry. Hey, no worries. I, that's why I was clarifying. Okay. And uh, Ryan, uh, because he started the whole thing, and technically if, if the driving wouldn't have been like it was on the track, none of it would have happened, right? I saw racing incidents, so I and well, I'm not. There's been a, yeah. there's history between those two, and I agree. That's what that's what escalated it. I agree. And it's just finally time to put a stop to it. Now they're both uh, Spencer and Caleb are banned from competition. They're not banned from the track. Okay, from competition. Does that mean um, in just that division or any division? Any division. Okay, so wings, micros, the whole bit. Yeah. Okay. Competition. That's uh, that's all I wanted. A clarification. Um, just suspensions, no fines. Uh, NMMRA, I believe, fined them, but I'm not sure what those fines were. Okay, I've I've reached out to Jr. and asked him for um, a statement as well. So, yeah. um, um, okay. Uh, as far as what about Ryan? Ryan is banned uh, from the property indefinitely. Indefinitely. Okay. So is- that comes right from Jim. Okay, so there. There's the ruling uh, from the general manager of the track. Um, I did speak with J.R. Bonesteel. He, he preferred to speak off of the record, uh, but he did confirm that there has been a $100 fine uh, for uh, Caleb Stelzik and a $100 fine for Spencer Hill and a $500 uh, fine for Ryan Stelzik. Um, those will need to be paid before they can go back and compete with the New Mexico Motor Racing um, Association. So uh, seeing as how uh, David Tanner said that comes directly from Jim, um, I got a um, some audio from Jim Guthrie specifically on his feelings in regards to this incident. Well, you know, Dave, my partners and I, we, we, we bought the racetrack for the community. This is a community outreach. It's supposed to be fun, fun for families, um, kids of all ages. And the antics that went on at the Speedway this past weekend, it's it's not what we're about. Uh, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen again because that's not good for business. It's not good for families. This is supposed to be 
so you know the actions of of the the racers post race, uh, which by the way I heard they put on a great show. The track was bad fast. Um, it, it's unfortunate that the night ended the way it did, and that the the management and the NMMRA officials decided that the the one year ban was best uh, to to help preserve the sportsmanship of of our of our community event and our community track. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, uh, uh, be, being on both sides of that fence as a driver and being black flagged for rough driving and then being a team owner and getting banned from the IRL until I went and met with them and had to kiss and make up. Um, so I know what it's like on both sides. I know, I know what the, the, the parties involved have been through. Um, and I've been there at a different level and even at my level, it's not acceptable. We've seen what's happened in the last couple of years in NASCAR and other um, uh, racing and what's happened when you even make a comment about something and how detrimental that is to your career. Uh, this was more than a comment. This was physical abuse and fighting, and we just can't have that. So um, I stand by what the NMRA have decided and what the track management has decided. So full disclosure – um, Spencer Hill is a part of the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Spencer Hill is a reporter. He's the graphic artist on the magazine that brings all the information um, behind the scenes on racing to you. Um, he is a friend. He is an employee. Um, he, I am involved in mentoring him um, as well and, and consider him a part of the family. My prayers definitely go out to the family at this very difficult time and to Charlie Hill um specifically uh as he tries to heal from this i would also like to extend um my thoughts and prayers to the stelzik family this has got to be difficult for them and regardless of what happened in the past they have to deal with this and we all have to deal with this and the reason that i bring it up and i know this is supposed to be about entertainment and sports but in order to get back to that we have to realize that this is about sport this is about entertainment. This is about things what we do. On the local level here that we talk about, this is, these are not people that are doing it for a living. This is not NASCAR. And they're flawed in NASCAR as well. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk a little bit about Chase Elliott um, and what Chase Elliott's going to need to do because he was also set aside uh, for rough driving for one race earlier this season. So we need to look at what is going on. Not only that, this night was to celebrate kids, right? This night was to celebrate the great things that could be accomplished um, in this sport, and yet things like this happen. We all make mistakes. I'm not above anybody in this, um, and I'm not trying to, to make that point. And I'm, I'm, but the point is sportsmanship. I mean, you know, one thing I've said on this show many, many, many times is the things that people don't know uh, about dirt track racing or circle track racing is typically everybody rallies around everybody. Mentioned J.R. Bonesteel specifically. He was telling me about how many different parts off of cars of his were on other cars that were on that track. They do what they do to get people back out there. And car count is what leads to the show. Without car count, they don't have a show for the fans, which means this whole thing collapses. Everything that I'm doing is collapsed. So what we need to do as a sport is to get back to rallying around each other and remembering that if we can't get along then we're not going to get to do what we love. And so we just want to talk about sportsmanship and remembering that there's three sides to every story. 
You know, there's what I think, what you think, and what the truth is, and there's always somebody watching, and you don't know who that person is. You don't know if it's a future kid. You don't know if it's somebody you're going to be involved in a million-dollar business deal down the road. That we really should all take a moment to think about that because I think that this thing has just gotten out of hand, um, and at some point the parties need to get together, even if it needs to be mediated, get together, put this behind us, because you guys put on a heck of a show. That was a great race. You should you should all go back and watch it. It was a fantastic race, and yes, there was some, you know, there was some slide jobs that you know probably shouldn't have happened and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, great show, and hopefully the fans and the grandstands left with that in their mind and not everything that else has happened. As a matter of fact, there's racing going on um, at the drag strip uh, today. Go out and support that. Go out and support Sandia Speedway. Go out and support Vado Speedway, Legacy Speedway, uh, Moriarty MX, all of the tracks and the things that are going on. That's why we do this is so that we can all get away from the things in life. Life shouldn't all of a sudden be in the midst of a sporting event. And... uh and we're going to talk, like I said, we're going to talk on the other side. This is not just local. This is national. And we're going to talk Chase Elliott on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Logano is a Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 101715. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halpern's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And I don't know if you're a, a first-time listener or a long-time listener to this show, uh, but we do put a lot of thought into this, including we started out with a liner with Kyle Larson, um, a good example of uh, a young man that came back, won a championship um, after he had uh, made a terrible decision in comments, um, uh but was able to uh, regroup. Martin Truex with a liner. Martin Truex is probably considered one of the cleanest drivers um, in all of NASCAR, um, and uh, and yet you know he uh, he still had um, you know he he still sometimes has to deal with demons. So uh, the uh, the uh, the most popular driver in NASCAR for the last couple of years has been Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott was uh, actually suspended one race earlier this season for rough driving. And joining us now is Dominic Aragon with the Racing Experts. How are you doing this morning, Dom? Hey, dude. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good to be with you guys. Absolutely. So, of course, the uh, the topic is around sportsmanship, and I think this is a perfect example that's going to play out um, on uh, TV this weekend, uh, watching Chase Elliott go out um, and try and win at Watkins Glen. Um, and he's in a must-win situation right now uh, because of one. I mean, he was he was out for an injury, 
but two, he could have been in right now if he wouldn't have been suspended for one race because of rough driving. Uh, for those that are listening who may not be as familiar with that, um, what was involved with that incident? How, how was he uh, suspended by NASCAR for one race? Yeah, so the, the whole season for Chase Elliott has been one of just up and downs and up and downs because, like you, you said first, he had an injury, a non-racing injury with a skiing accident in Colorado, had had surgery, emergency surgery, he was out of the car for about six weeks, comes back, and he's running some good races. David, arguably the driver that could have won the Coca-Cola 600 this year, NASCAR's second biggest race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Memorial Day weekend, didn't like the way one of his competitors, Denny Hamlin, raced him on the racetrack in one of the corners. As they come along the front stretch, he throws his left front into Denny Hamlin's right rear vehicle. Two crash, more drivers were involved in this incident, and Hamlin felt that it was an intentional crash. All the data and all the telemetry showed that it was an intentional crash. NASCAR put down the hammer and said, you're suspended. You're not going to race this the next week at Gateway. And as this has progressed through the season, we're sitting with two races before NASCAR's playoff start, and Chase Elliott is on the outside looking in. NASCAR has this win-and-you're-in system, and Chase Elliott has yet to win a race this year. There's still three spots up for grabs because three drivers haven't won a race. So they can make the playoffs. The drivers that win get that priority, and Chase Elliott certainly doesn't have that right now. Two races left, and that topic is sportsmanship. Sportsmanship is at the foundation of not just motorsports, but any kind of athletics, whether that be local, regional, national, whatever level, and the lack of sportsmanship at the Charlotte race in May may ultimately cost Chase Elliott a spot in NASCAR's postseason. And what's so fascinating about that is is Denny Hamlin and this whole thing, right? Denny, Denny Hamlin's gotten in trouble for things he said on his podcast, right? About actually, actually being honest about his feelings and saying, "Well, yeah, I did that." Um, Denny Hamlin um, has gotten into it with with several drivers. Uh, basically, vilifies uh, Ross Chastain. Right? Ross Chastain has to, you know, basically have a, a talking to um, from Rick Hendrick, and you know, uh, and basically trying to set that all straight. And you got to wonder, you know, because growing up, man. I mean, my, you know, it was always the guy that hit back that got in trouble, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was invariably. And, and so just because, you know, somebody's poking doesn't mean that they're not involved in it. Um, and this sportsmanship is bigger, is big enough that NASCAR, who had the ratings were down when Chase was out with his injury from snowboarding, um, takes the risk to bench him uh, to try and say, hey, look, guys, even the most popular driver, judged by fanatics, and remember, fans, fanatics, um, you know, as to uh, they sat him down, um, and it might be a financial problem in hopes that all of the other drivers and participants t- take a look at that and say, hey, you know, maybe we maybe we need to back down just a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if that shows that NASCAR is willing to put down the hammer on their most popular driver, that shows that they are willing to do it to anyone. And David, you and I have been critical and praised NASCAR over the years when yep. when they do good and maybe some questionable decisions. But I think we can agree here that that is an excellent decision. That sets that sets a precedent and that tells everyone, hey, we're not going to put up with this. We don't care who you are. We don't need you. Well, I mean, because in another way, this could affect his pocketbook, right? I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win this race, if he doesn't win one of the next two races, um, the chances of him getting in are are pretty slim, and that's a paycheck. 
That means the best who's going to finish is 17th, right, in the payout at the end of the season. Um, and, I mean, and that's kind of a blow. Now, these guys are super rich, man. So you and I can't fathom, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to finish 17th now, um, you know, because we, we don't get paid that kind of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean, it's a gutsy move. I mean, you can say whatever you want. It's, it is tough. I mean, I, I was a, a general manager of a racetrack, you know, and I had to make some of these decisions before. And let me tell you, they're not easy. And it's not, it's not that, you know, you don't think of the consequences and then the blowback on yourself, you know, on the organization. Um, and so I, I strongly agree. Um, and, and yet we're all flawed, right? I mean, all of us, you know, have, uh, um, have made mistakes in NASCAR as well, you know, and the sanctioning body. But you, you got to appreciate that at least somebody's trying to have a dialogue about it. Oh, absolutely. And I think Brad Keselowski said it best. I saw in an article earlier this week that the sport moves on with or without you. And he came off that championship in 2012, missed the playoffs in 13. He missed the playoffs again last year. He's on that cut line. Is, is he going to be able to make it this year? He hasn't won a race yet, but... He said it's a very humbling experience, and it makes you a better driver, makes you a better competitor. So no matter what happens, whether Chase finishes 17th in points or he's able to make the playoffs, it's gonna. It, this has probably already been a humbling experience being on the outside looking in, and it's just going to make him that much better of a competitor and, and a better all human being. Let's talk about the race, man. I mean, what, 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 how is it looking for Chase? Is is this going to be uh, Chase's uh, race to lose? It seems like it. he's the odds-on favorite entering the weekend at three and a half to one, David. That is pretty good odds if you're yeah. betting on the race. But Chase Elliott's a two-time winner at Watkins Glen. His teammate Kyle Larson has won the last two races. you got to think it's Hendrick Motorsports' race to lose and Chase Elliott's race to lose. Running down Michael McDowell last week but ran out of time. Chase Elliott, David, is arguably the modern era or at least active driver competition road course ace. Seven wins and 27 starts. The best average finish at 6.8. We're talking a guy here that could easily have a bad season turn well with a victory in tomorrow's go bowling at the Glen. It could, it surely can happen. Absolutely. Hey, how are people going to be able to follow you this weekend and follow your coverage? We'll be at the racingexperts.com. You can follow us along for all the stats, the storylines all of the analysis and everything in between. And, and, of course, we do giveaways on our social media page. So if you follow us on the newly rebranded X or Facebook, <laughs> all you got to do is just follow along and see how you might be able to win one of your favorite driver's memorabilia that's autographed. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on, Dominic, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you at a track soon. Absolutely, David. Thank you guys for having me this morning. All right, Dominic Aragon uh, out of Grants, New Mexico. Uh, got the uh, – Nemec- uh, got the uh, – the RacingExperts.com started and being able to uh, bring um, all kinds of news and insight. Um, that's another show. I, I hope it was uh, entertaining as well as informative. Uh, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance. Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.